How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey everyone, it's me, Derry, your genderfluidious GM. What you're about to listen to is Doomsday Dawn, Dice Roll's first foray into podcasting way back in 2018. We are re-releasing the first chapter of Doomsday Dawn, The Lost Light, as a buffer between Kingmaker and Extinction Curse, as something to give you guys as a treat to sink your teeth into while we wait for Season 2. I want to make something abundantly clear, this isn't the same polished stuff you've been getting from Kingmaker. We're a lot more awkward, the sound isn't as great, and we're using Pathfinder 2E's playtest rules at its earliest stage, meaning things are going to get a little bit clunky. But this isn't here to be an audio masterpiece of epic adventures or grand finales. It's a blast from the past and a look back at the show's humble beginnings. Very, very humble beginnings. <laughs> so without further ado, I hope you'll enjoy. We'll be uploading a new episode uh, for this series every day for the week until Friday. So stay excited for season two, stay in love with Kingmaker, and as always everyone, keep it rolling. Do you want to make a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start? Do what we did and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. For one thing, it's free. There's also tons of uh, creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even some places I've never even heard of. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So yeah, you want to make a show? Go for it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to Anchor FM to get started. Welcome to Dice Roll Roll, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where we ask the hard questions like, is it alright to kiss a goblin? We are going to be playing Doomsday Dawn, the Pathfinder 2nd edition playtest adventure, and we're all super excited. We got Dave. Hello. We got KK. Yo. We got Ritz. Hello. And we've got me, your intrepid dungeon master, Derry. Uh, here we are, guys. Woo! Woo! Yay. I'm okay. pumped. Whoa. <laughs> okay, we're, yeah, we're, we're all a little bit... <laughs> sound pumped. <laughs> we do sound pumped. We're all a little nervous. Uh, we've, all, we've been looking forward to this for some time. We should probably explain who we are and what's going on before we're going any further. So, um, basically, uh, a few years ago, there was uh, obviously one of the most um, iconic games in the history of TTRPG, Dungeons & Dragons. And uh, there was a sort of branch-off point. Because a uh, fourth edition of D&D came out, and some people were like, yeah, this is great. And some people were like, no, it's not. Um, the people who said, no, it's not, a few of them started a little company called Paizo and made their own game, Pathfinder. And uh, that was 10 years ago now. Um, and they've sort of been tanking through it ever since. Uh, and recently, they announced that they were going to make a new edition of the game, updated for the first time since it's... Uh, release to have you know new rules and new system as a whole uh this is you know something that uh us guys are very passionate about and uh we were listening to you know other people playing podcasts uh or making podcasts as it were 
and playing the game. Uh, but we did sort of notice one trend in that nearly every group uh, is entirely, you know, made up of white, straight and cis dudes, which is like fine. Uh, half of us here uh, were born onto white, straight dudes. Um, but also, um, you know, one thing that all four of us are very passionate about is diversity. Um, you know, so all of us here, we're like, yeah, I mean, like, we're all gay. Mm -hmm. uh, none of us are really that cis. Um, so we decide, hey, why don't we make our own little play through this? Uh, so what I'm going to ask us all, what I'm going to do even is I'm going to go around uh, and we'll do quick introductions before we get stuck into it. Okay. Uh, so, uh, as I said, I'm Derry. Uh, I use he, him pronouns. I am chaotic good and I'm, you know, men and women, both pretty cool. I'm bi. Uh, I am uh, an animation and illustration student, although I've got a big passion for storytelling, which is kind of why I picked up Pathfinder and doing this kind of thing. Um, and I think, uh, just to give you an example of Pathfinder stuff I've done, obviously I've done a lot more GMing than I've done playing. I've run uh, campaigns like Carrying Crown, which is where we got this little group together. I've done uh, Reign of Winter, a bit of Shattered Star, uh... I'm even doing a bit of homebrew stuff now. So, um, but if I had to give a character that I was really proud of, it would probably be a character I played a long time ago. Uh, her name was Nicole, and she was a brawler with a giant metal arm. Uh, really bad attitude. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the character I was proud of. And now... She was also perfect. <laughs> Dave really liked Nicole. Um, <laughs> Dave, how about you? Why don't, why don't you jump into it? Oh, hi. I'm Dave, obviously. <laughs> um, I'm, like, lawful to neutral good, um, because I'm not, like, perfect or anything, but I'm pretty lawful good. Um, I'm bisexual. Uh, I really, I really am bisexual. Um, I'm an artist, and I like improv, which is probably why I like Pathfinder so much. I like most tabletop games. I just haven't had a chance to play a lot, but um, I love improv. Uh, my favorite class is probably the paladin, but my favorite player character that I've ever played is not a paladin. In fact, he's very not a paladin um, because he's a pirate or was a pirate. Um, he was an urban scald and his like performance was rap and I'm still playing him and I love him and his name is Cielo and he likes stealing from the rich. Hell yeah. Death to the bourgeoisie. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. <laughs> um, I for posterity I'll say right now that Dave and I are dating uh, but we won't let any favoritism leak in. Keep it all professional up in here. Um, <laughs> and uh, KK how about you? All right. So these boys over here know me as KK, but I also go by Luna. My alignment can kind of range from chaotic good to true neutral. Just depends on my mood. <laughs> uh, pronouns are she, her, and they, them. Bisexuality. Uh, wow. Sexuality. I am bisexual. Um, stuff about myself. I'm a graphic design major, but I really do love drawing and character design. I'm a Real big into video games. Uh, my favorite character play. My favorite character. Um, I would probably have. Well, speaking of the rich, <laughs> um, Ciela's companion is my lovely little sorceress by the name of Numena Piros. Uh, she is ex nobility, and she has a really nice affinity for fire. Hmm. She's on tin ice. Because you have an affinity. She's on tin ice. She was rich, and that does mean you know she is still on the hit list. But maybe we'll, we'll see how the campaign goes. She was probably she was basically disowned when she got her powers. So you know what? That's fair. Um, Ritz, how about you? Tell us about yourself. Uh, hello, my name is Ritz. Ritz for shits, if you will. Um, no, <laughs> I am one hundred percent, hundred percent chaotic neutral. Um, I'm they them. My pronouns, that is. Uh, and I'm bi as fuck. We're all bi. Um, I am a performer, an artist, and a history buff with a giant boner for Greek epics. And one character who is kind of my favorite that kind of 
of the two characters I've played before. Um, <laughs> Voltaire Lafayette, an undead Dampier sorcerer with a knack for firepower and flirting, although he wasn't very good at the latter. Yeah, no, he really wasn't. <laughs> um, you got into some bad situations with that. Um, okay. Um, it, it happens to everyone. It happens to everyone. <laughs> everyone? You sure? Does it? <laughs> okay. Um, it happens to Regardless. Idiots. okay so uh what we're going to be doing is we're going to be trying out the new pathfinder uh second edition and to do that we're going to be playing uh a little thing called doomsday dawn uh doomsday dawn isn't your traditional adventure in that uh unlike most um you know sort of campaigns which lasts you you know you have the same character and you go from point a to point b uh go up a whole load of levels with them that's not what happens in uh, Doomsday Dawn. In Doomsday Dawn, we will be jumping through uh, a whole host of characters. Um, each of these guys will be making five characters total, uh, with one group of characters returning a couple of times as they explore uh, the Pathfinder setting of Gularion. Um, and this is one that I've been excited for for quite some time. Uh, and I don't really think there's much point in stalling anymore. Uh, my question to you guys is, are y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Yeah, I am. (laughs) You're not. Um, Okay, so let's dive right into it, okay? All right. So, we see an elven woman. Uh, she is standing in pitch darkness or rather hmm, pitch darkness isn't a good way to describe it because pitch darkness would imply that she too is coated in this darkness it's more that she is almost superimposed into this black inky nothingness and she's floating there with an almost vacant expression staring into this infinite darkness when suddenly something catches her eye and she sees a white light. At first it's just a pinpoint. As she stares at it, this inky darkness with a single point of white light coming through it starts to crack. And like a fracture through a column of a wall that's slowly falling apart, These cracks grow stronger and faster until suddenly something blasts out of this. This force, like like a truck, hits her. And she is sent reeling as this untangible knowledge just blasts into her, forcing her mind to yield, and she screams. And that scream wakes her up. What does she say? All right. I guess this is just how the morning goes again. Um, Keke, why don't you describe your character for us? All right. So this is my lovely elf, again, sorceress. Um, she is about... What's her name? Her name is Emery. She's about, I'd say about 6'5", but 6'8", because she wears three-inch heels, because she's that bitch. Um, (laughs) she has, uh, lightly tan skin, really big, like, dark purple, maybe midnight blue eyes, and, um, I would say, like, long, like, long, straight lavender hair, and her bangs are kind of cut at, like, a diagonal. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She looks like an elven princess. (laughs) (laughs) What about her personality? Um, And more importantly, her sort of... What's her deal? What's her sort of backstory? Well, um, she originally came from Talador. She lived with a few of her sisters there. And her deal is that she's kind of traveling around. uh, Traveling around to see what the world has to offer, really. Other than... Basically, like the little the little home that she and her sisters made. Um, 
personality-wise, she's interesting. Uh, all of her sisters are pretty shy. She's absolutely not. <laughs> um, I should probably point out that she has the she's a fey bloodline sorcerer. So, if that says anything, <laughs> mm-hmm. she's pretty capricious. Yeah, and uh, what that means is that. Uh, somewhere along the way, she's been tainted or blessed, depending on your point of view, by uh, the sort of flighty powers of the fairies. Um, which, uh, in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, means that rather than casting uh, arcane spells like a wizard would, she actually casts primal spells like a druid would. Uh, which is a huge change. Um, regardless, uh, Emery... Uh, gets up and prepares for the day. And uh, she... What's her plan for the day? What she want to do? Well, she's just going to go ahead and walk around the city and see what's up. Mm. And you open the door and immediately you are reminded of what a unique city you're in. Uh, you are in uh, the city of Manigmar in Verizia. Um, and as she walks, she can smell like sort of the scent of the city around her and uh, the sound of music from countless different cultures. And she can feel a hand on her shoulder. And uh, standing beside her is a man with a sort of weaselly moustache and a sort of greasy look to him. And he says, hey, 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 hey. You're not from around here, are you? Nope. And then another man comes from the other side and says, Oh, we can uh, we can spot a, a newcomer to the town in no time at all. She raises an eyebrow and looks at bo- looks both of them. She's like, oh, I'm sure. Uh, and they're like, we should introduce ourselves. Please do. Uh, <laughs> we're the Kanahi brothers. Um, would you like to come with us on a tour of the city? Uh, we've seen, we know, all the sights. Um, you satisfaction is all but guaranteed. And they sort of both flash you these, uh, these, like, sort of Weasley smiles. Um, you probably get the sense that they're, these guys aren't super good. Um, I'm going to make you, uh, do a quick roll, actually. Oh. Uh, I'm going to have you roll society. Um, and I'm going to have you roll uh, specifically for uh, recall knowledge. Oh boy. Um, so, uh, what that means is uh, society is one of the new skills. It's an intelligence skill. Uh, and this one lets you remember a bit of knowledge regarding local history, important personalities and legal institutions, etc., etc., etc. And you rolled a nat 20. Yeah. <laughs> First roll of the campaign. <laughs> Oh my god! Holy the entire campaign okay. is a nat fucking twenty. <laughs> um, Great. Okay. Uh, what this means is that's a critical success. Uh, you know who these guys are. Um, you know that what they're leaving out is, and you've heard specifically about these guys. What they're leaving out is that these guys are actually part of the Sarni crime family, uh, the fantasy mafia, if you will. Um, and this isn't so much as a, a request as a demand. Um, which is not great. Uh, and they sort of like, one of them clicks their tongues and says, So, will it be, outsider? You want to come see the sights? Mm. Only, hmm, we'll say five gold, which is... Considering that Pathfinder is using silver now as the main currency, five gold is a lot. Great. <laughs> oh man, oh man. How is she gonna get out of this one? Uh I think as she's calculating this, the answer presents itself. Uh as a firm hand lands just like it landed on yours, on one of these guys' shoulder. Uh oh. and an armor clad man stands there. Uh what does he say? He says uh he says Oh uh, hey. Who are you? Why are you bothering this girl? Uh, and they look up and says, "Ugh, Dave, describe your character." Um. Okay. So my character, his name is 
Kenick Sunboy Found Clan, which is a big name. Um, he's <laughs> uh, he's like a relatively average height for like a guy. Um, he is clearly like Tian. Um, he's from Minata, which is the fantasy Philippines. Um, Hell so he, yeah, he's Filipino. He's got a little bit darker skin. Um, and he is a human paladin mm-hmm. of Torag. Mm-hmm. And Torag is uh, the god of family, craft, uh, you know, the forge, and most importantly, dwarves, which is quite an unusual uh, deity for a human paladin to worship. Uh, why, why has he chosen this guy? Um, he was adopted by dwarves. Uh, he has two moms, two lesbian dwarves. Um, so he grew up with a family of dwarves. He has 14 sisters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all adopted. All dwarves. He's the only human male. Um, he's also, just as like a note, he's trans. Hell so yeah. you know. Um, but he's, uh, he's wearing pretty heavy armor, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you just sort of like... Yeah. It's very easy to tell when you're talking to a paladin. Like, the armor and, like, religious symbol, you know, symbol... Yeah. <laughs> the armor and the religious symbols make it very easy to tell when you're dealing with one. And uh, these two sort of glance at each other very quickly and then glance back at you and say, uh, Oh, we were just going to uh, offer our services to uh, this lovely young woman, show around uh, this beautiful city. Uh, that's not a crime, right? No. Bothering a girl is just rude. You shouldn't... You shouldn't walk up to somebody unsolicited, you know? I mean... She clearly looks like she doesn't want you around. I mean, that's open to interpretation. We're slimy straight men. <laughs> Who just <laughs> I can't believe they're self-aware. And just now, half our listeners clicked out. So, for everyone who remained, thank you. God. Um, Kenick sort of smiles. He's been smiling the whole time um, because he's just like that. Um, but he smiles a little wider, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know. I, I, I would worry though that I wouldn't really want to get in trouble with like Pathfinder Society, though." So. Uh, these two guys like shoot looks at each other again and they both have the same immediate thought of oh fuck he's with the Pathfinder Society and uh, one of them says hey uh, Dagoon um, did, did we have that appointment with the uh, you know his, oh yeah yeah with, with the, the guy yeah yeah of course uh, sorry gents and uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to retract their um our offer with the uh, little tour of the city. We'll, um, bye! And they Scooby-Doo out, like, the fuck out of there. Um, leaving Emery with you with this, uh, this paladin. <laughs> um, and Emery, you know that uh, meeting, you know, a member of the Pathfinder Society is especially just sort of like, this early in the morning, usually they're off like busy adventuring. It's very unusual to meet one right now. She looks over. She looks over at the retreating, the two retreating men, and then she looks at Kenick, and she's like, "Impressive." <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Pathfinder Society? Oh, I'm not really part of the Pathfinder Society. I just wanted to intimidate them. <laughs> <laughs> she she looks him up and down. And she says, "Well, you did a fantastic job." <laughs> Thank you. Are you all right? They didn't like do anything. They didn't do anything sketchy. Oh, I'll, I'll run after them if I have to. I will fight them. No, 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 no need to do that. They're about to. I would have charmed them away anyways. But thanks. <laughs> Charm? You got magic? A little bit. <laughs> oh sure. And um, as you two are, like, discussing this, suddenly uh, you hear um, the clattering of high heels on pavement, which is makes a very distinct sound. You never really realize it until, like, you hear someone trying to run heels in pavement. But, it, you know, you hear that. 
and uh, you see a very distressed-looking woman. Um, she is... Um, I'm not even sure what age she is. Uh, I'm guessing sort of like maybe mid-30s. Um, she's got like a shock of red hair uh, and very like ornate clothes. And uh, she looks like she'd been... You know, she looks like she's dressed up to go out and do stuff. Uh, but she looks very... Uh, frantic right now and uh, she sort of uh, rushes forward and she's looking around the street wildly and says um pardon me uh, are I know it's early are, are any of you adventurers by any chance I have a um a bit of a problem that needs attending to quickly please anyone and she's sort of like looking there very panicky Kennick steps forward and he's like, is something wrong? Um, well, yes, uh, you could, you could say that, um, there's been a break-in, um, but not just a break-in, um, li- listen, if I told you right now without showing you, you wouldn't believe me, so I would really appreciate it. Are you, are you two adventurers by any chance? I can be. I <laughs> chalk myself up more as a traveler, but I can help. And she sort of looks at you, and she says, You know what, beggars cannot be choosers. Please come this way very quickly. Um, I don't know if they'll have gone by the time I'm back. I'm not sure how tough that lock was. Um, quickly now, please. And uh, she turns tail and starts sort of striding away. And Emery follows, slightly pouting from the comment, but she follows. <laughs> Kind of does um, he, he just follows. Okay. Uh, and she sort of like talks over her shoulder as she's like striding, like arms swinging in time as she's, it's more of a march at this point. She's gone from looking panicky. So now that she has you to looking very grim and determined, mm-hmm. uh, she says, oh, I'm so sorry. I know it's only the morning, but um, oh, for goodness sake, um, I should introduce myself. Um, Kaleri Deverin. Uh, pleasure to meet both of you. Uh, you two would be, uh, I'm, I'm Kenick. And I'm Emery. Okay, fantastic. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not usually this brisk or um, rude, but I, like I said, break in. And, um, well, I caught the culprits, but it's not as easy as uh, you, one would think. Please, uh, come in. And she uh, leads you to a very beautiful-looking home. Um, sort of, like, fenced off. Uh, with, like, iron gates. This doesn't look like an easy place to break into. Uh, the walls are, like, covered in ivy. Um, and as she opens the front door, you can see, like, the insides are pretty much intact. It doesn't look like anyone, you know, broke a window or smashed anything open. Uh, she says, uh, this way, please. Um, into the basement as quickly as possible. All right, all right. He follows. Uh, okay. And as she leads you in, uh, she leads you downstairs to a uh, a room which looks like it's been pretty badly trashed. Um, and she says, "All right, well." <sighs> and she's like, she's trying to compose herself. And as you sort of look around, this place looks really badly, like messed up. Um, worst of all is a giant hole in the floor which leads into a tunnel um, and she says um, alright well um, okay to explain more um, as I said my name is uh, Kellery Deverin uh, I have a it's, I have a cousin uh, in a town called Sandpoint uh, not too far from here um, she's the mayor uh, Kendra and um, well there's a, a festival taking place in seven days uh, the Swallowtail Festival the festival's focus is on the consecration of Sandpoint's new cathedral and uh, I had hoped to bring a family heirloom uh, the Star of Desna to receive a blessing but um, as I prepared for my trip I was supposed to be on the road by now um, there was an unexpected complication and she points at a pedestal which has a little chest on it. And uh, the chest is shaking slightly, as if something alive is in there. 
Is that, I'm sure that's not supposed to do that. Is that a is that something that I should be worrying about? Um, you will have to worry about it. Um, because, well, I came then I came downstairs to get the um Desna, and um, well, this hole wasn't part of the original floor plan. I'll say that much. Ah. Um, I can imagine the place was in a state of total disarray. Chests smashed uh, across the room, shells knocked over. And the steel lockbox containing the Star of Desna was missing. And, um, obviously the source of robbery is evident. She glances down at the gaping hole in the center of the floor. Uh, this leads down to the sewers, and, um, well, and you can see there's actually some footprints around the room, uh, with sewage stains. And, uh, he's, uh, she says, um, I quickly followed them and um well I have the culprits are in the box if you'd like to open it and she says that was sort of like grit teat uh, okay. alright uh. um now draw your weapons because I don't know how they'll react but I did manage to sort of put them in there when I went to look for help so they didn't flee Kinnick pulls out a very big hammer. Emery has her hands ready with fire. Catch these hands. Um, <laughs> and uh, she goes over and unlocks it and opens. And almost immediately, two goblins uh, with like big football sh- uh, football shaped heads with pointy ears, big teeth and uh, mouths and like red bulbous eyes sort of like spring out and uh one of them screams uh, and she says uh please don't eat us please please don't eat us no we don't taste good we'll give you venereal diseases (laughs) yeah (laughs) what 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 describe your character (laughs) (laughs) alright so (laughs) This is Zebediah Gulruk. Um, Zebby for short is his nickname. He is mm-hmm. a goblin bard, and he's he's just a real trash, nasty boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's he look like? Zebby is, of course, a goblin, and he's very small. Um, he has his, of course, green skin and football-shaped head, big old ears. He... He dresses kind of like garbage. Um, the best I describe him is kind of potato sacky clothes with um, with a little little hat with uh, antlers on them. I'd say jackalope antlers. Because <laughs> those are the only antlers uh, small enough to actually fit onto his head without crushing him. <laughs> um, and uh, what class is he? Did you say? I did. He is a bard. Hell yeah. Okay, I mean, I assume he has some sort of instrument. He what does. He has a banjo on his back. Perfect. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Um, the other goblin is uh, also short. She uh, has a little hat on. It looks like it's made of leather. She also dresses like garbage. This seems to be a, re- a recurring theme with goblins in that they don't dress very well. They just don't have fashion. Um, uh, and both of them are clinging to each other and goblin fashion. <laughs> Maybe you just don't know that goblin fashions it's just it's better. <laughs> this is very avant-garde 20 uh, f- 1468 uh, Gucci. Oh. Oh boy. <laughs> I couldn't think of a name. <laughs> These two goblins are clinging to each other in fear and screaming out stupid bullshit. Um, and, uh, Caleri says, well, I found these two. She with a grim face. Uh, uh Zebby is holding on to Talga with his, like, his nose is, like, running in fear. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> this little garbage man. <laughs> this little garbage man is shaking to the bone. Aww. Okay. Caleri says, uh, well, these... These, um, kind gents uh, were hiding uh, behind some containers when I got here. 
and I managed to talk to them uh, before I decided I needed external help and locked them up so that they didn't break stuff. And Talga says, I take serious offense to that. Yeah, me too. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna bust anything. Don't you see my leg? And she waves her little leg and it's a peg leg. Um looks like she can't move very fast. And um Clary looks and says, Can you talk to them? I do not have I do not have the mental stamina to do this again. You know, that's pretty rude. <laughs> I mean no. Zeri, she's right. We, we are. <laughs> yeah, she's right. Yeah, high five. Yeah. Um. <laughs> this really is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yup. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys, what do you want to ask these uh, two goblins that you have found cowering down here in the chest? Okay, so Emery's first going to put away the fire and um, hold her hands up. And step forward saying, okay, we're not gonna hurt you. Unless we have to. What about the guy with the hammer? Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Hey. Kenneth looks at points at Kenneth. He's like, long shank! <laughs> Put away the hammer. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary. <laughs> I've seen so many people get smooshed by hammers, and I'll be real, it looks really rad, but not to me. Yeah. It's pretty badass, but it's kind of scary when it's you. Okay, okay, Jesus. And he puts it, he puts it away. Who's Jesus? Who's Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) He was a paladin as well. His god was really weird, though. His name was God. (laughs) What a weird god. Uh. Um. Okay, and now we've now that we put Jesus into the canon of Pathfinder. Um. Okay. So, uh, Ken, uh, Kalari says, just talk to them, find out what they did and what they want, and just get it over with, please. Okay, we're doing that, just hang on a second. Okay, so, were you guys the one responsible for the giant hole in the ground? Uh, I mean, technically? Yeah. Yeah. Yes or no answer. Yeah, we, we did it. Yeah, okay. we did. But it wasn't okay. our fault. It wasn't our it fault. It really wasn't. <laughs> if it's not, if it's not your fault, uh, why? And whose fault is it? Well, first of all, not ours. But um, okay, I'm like, she starts crying. She just starts sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> hands go up, and it's uh, like, oh, telling no. <laughs> what? What do I do with this? <laughs> Zebby, Zebby hugs Talga. He's like, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's so scary. It is scary. It's okay, though. It was scary. What happened? We should start from the beginning. The beginning? Okay. And they start killing us and yeah. killing all the others and we- That's not, that's not the beginning of a story. Okay, well- A little further back? A little further? Okay. We we decided we were gonna get out and we, we tried, but then he got us! Okay, he got us back. good! Further he back, got us really good. who the heck is he? Who is he? Why did you want to leave? <sighs> I'm like, you see Killer and she's like pinching <laughs> I love her. <laughs> Yep, they've already done this once. I, they already said all of this like in this exact same way. It's like they. <laughs> Maybe they do put it like this. Maybe this is just the way that goblins tell stories. Okay, and um, Talia says, "You tell. It's too. It's too upsetting." All right. Also, I don't like talking to long shanks. Yeah, I understand that. They are. I don't. They got spindly legs. I'm an elf. I'm tall by nature. I'm not that yeah, tall. You got spindly legs. <sighs> um. <laughs> well, uh, to begin from the beginning of the beginning, um, we're <laughs> the beginning of the very beginning. Um, we were we're in a or we were in a gang called. Mud chewers, and 
Yeah. Yeah, everything was pretty good. We were all... Yeah. yeah we were uh, pretty good, slimy, pretty good, dirty, slimy boys until... Yeah, we ate bugs. Yeah, tasty bugs. That was the mud chewer. We chewed mud and ate bugs, and sometimes yeah. we... We inhaled a load of mushrooms. A little bit. Yeah. Okay, moving on, please. Oh, yeah. Um, so, everything was fine until... Dracus. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> she started grabbing at her head and, like, rocking a little bit. Dracus is a... Dracus is a hobgoblin. Take her. He's bad. He's a hobgoblin. He's a hobgoblin and he's bad. I don't like him. We know you didn't like him. He's bad. He's tall. Gross. And he was our leader because <laughs> Goblin Law says, if you kill the president, you become the president. So watch the fuck out, JFK. <laughs> and everyone starts to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So now we've also inserted JFK into the Galarian lore. Continue. <laughs> So Dracus took over, and he's he's bad. He's bad. He's got long teeth. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. He's got a big football shaped head and big so, red eye. Yeah, and he's fucking green. So ugly. You, you also are green, have red eyes, and a football head. No, no offense. Why would you say that? He's not tall. What are you, I don't I don't get I don't see the point you're making. Oh yeah. my god. And like, Hilarious, like, on, she's got her head in her hands. She's got her head in her hands. So please, just interview them. I, I've i already purged these memories from my head. <laughs> interview them and just get going. Alright, alright. So, Dracus the Taker, that piece of shit bitch. Um, fuck stuff. Fuck that guy. He does. He takes things for himself and he takes them and it's not good. Um, he basically took over the gang and our base and uh, he forced us to steal from Longshanks, which was, that was fine, but... Uh, yeah, that's fine. I, yeah, I mean, we didn't really care about that part, but, um... Yeah. It was, like, totally fine, but he... He made us dig holes, yeah. like this one. Like, yeah, we dug that hole. Is it nice? Do you like it? Yeah, we put a lot of stuff into it. Um, <laughs> it's lovely. Now, please, let's keep going. I just, I'd, I'd rate it okay. six out of ten. <laughs> so, um, that's like that's a hard judgment coming from the uh, like a patron of the god of crap. <laughs> <laughs> god. Um, <laughs> where was I? Uh, so Dracus, that motherfucker, he. And, he, and Zebby looks very uncomfortable about this. He had long teeth. And very sharp, long teeth. And he's a vampire. Yeah, he's not a guy. He's not he's really not a hobgoblin. He's, he's a vampire. Really. He's a, it's he, bad. Not a real hobgoblin, but he looks like you and just has longer teeth. You a vampire. He is a vampire. I have a... He's a fucking vampire. I don't know what to say to you. And Kilari is just blood. like... She looks like she needs coffee. I have a question for you. For you two. Yeah? Yeah. How do you know he's a vampire? Did he su- did, did he yeah, suck anybody's cool. blood? Like, like... I mean... Fucking yeah, he did. Yes! That's bizarre. How... He's a hobgoblin, but he's not a hobgoblin? He's a vampire. I mean, I don't know how to explain. Yeah, oh, I mean, I, we made sorry, it pretty says, clear. I mean, vampire, any any creature can contract vampirism. Um, but also, and she sort of looks at you guys and shakes her head a little bit. She's like, mm. mm-mm, no. that's not a vampire, my guys. Um. Anyway, uh, and she says, uh, sorry, Talga says. He, any goblin who displeased him would be pulled into the back room and then a few hours later they'd be thrown out onto a put on a wall and there'd be a big bloody hole in their neck and nothing else, no blood left in their body. Yeah, it was scary. Was, a it hole terrible. or several That's kind of intense. I, we didn't check. I, I didn't count the na- I didn't count the numbers of holes. That's kind of <laughs> rude. Count. 
I mean, just I, he's a vampire, actually, other than just, like, probably stabbing him in the neck. I, I don't follow. Ooh. You know what? You know what? Okay, vampire. Sure. Why not? Uh, and then me and Zebby, me and Zebby were like, hey, you know Fuck what? Fuck this. This. This fucking blows. And we, we got, we got our gang together, uh, our gang for, uh, we played like this game called Gardens and Gnomes. It's good. We roll dice and I, I have a wizard. Oh, yeah, and I got I got a sorcerer. I mean, it just occurred to me that if we're gonna go with this analogy, it should be the other way around. So I have a fireman and he drives a fire truck. <laughs> yeah. And Keller is like, please, I I am begging you. It's only a week until this festival, and I really need this back. Do you know where we could find this thing that you were forced to steal? We're not oh, finished your story. Oh my god. Larry <laughs> looks like she looks like uh hmm. I can't even explain how tired she looks. It looks like imagine Sleeping Beauty had spent all the time just awake staring oh god. at the ceiling. Oh god. <laughs> so like anti sleeping beauty. Awake. <laughs> Why Insomnia do I need beauty? <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh and Talga says, uh we we got our gardens and gnome group together and we were bowing. <laughs> okay, slow down. What happened? It's okay. He fucking got us. Did yeah. Kill? Did he kill? Is that what he did? How did, how many people or got people did he kill? Six. Yeah. It was a very big. It was a very yeah, it was kind of a big, big group. group for a game like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's better yeah. than free. Shut up! <laughs> Excuse you? Hey, Talga, this is getting a little meta. <laughs> <laughs> I think it got meta with the JFK assassination. A Let's little continue. bit, okay. <laughs> we, we said we'd hide here because we didn't want to get blood in the vampire. Yeah. He could be coming any second. He could be. He's almost here, probably. Then, this, then we came up here and we hid, and then a scary monster got us, and she asked us questions, put us in the box. She was so ugly, hey. stupid, and smelly. Yeah. And Kaleri just like, okay, um, I'm going to, I'm going to end this interview right now because I've had enough. Um, <laughs> so he sticks think, his tongue out at her, and like she doesn't even register it. She's like, she looks directly at, um, at Kenick and at Emery. And she says, uh, listen, um, if you can get that back for me, I'll give you a monetary reward of some sort. I'll make sure you are fully reimbursed. Um, I just, I need that back. Um, if I don't have the Star of Desna in time for the Swallowtail Festival, uh, we're going to be in quite a spot of trouble. Yeah. Um, and for fans of the uh, fans of the uh, Galarian setting already, uh, I should note that um, the the Swallowtail Festival and uh, this Kendra Deverin and of course Tana Sandpoint are all um, part of the first ever book of Pathfinder Adventure Path: uh, Rise of the Rune Lords Burnt Offerings. And why is that? Because what we're playing right now is set 10 years in the past, before Pathfinder's, you know, canon storyline ever began. And then, like, this is the part where we put in, like, Inception. <laughs> um, <laughs> regardless, or like, you know, maybe like Law and Order, dun -dun, like some sort of stint. Don't you love copyright laws? <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that. Goblins don't have copyright laws. That was out of character, you! Oh my god. <laughs> In character. And like, everyone looks at Talga and she's like, what are, what are you saying? Um, anyway, um, Talga's ears prick up at the mention of monetary reimbursement, and she sort of like nudges Zabby. Hey, Zabby. You think around thinking? Yeah, I know, like, we did almost just get killed, but um, yeah. I'm thinking, you go in there for both of us, and we'll split that money between us. And I won't go out there. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. 
Perfect, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. High five. And yeah. Like, <laughs> Go. Oh, goblins. Um, okay. So, uh, Emery and uh, Kenick, you're the two dire being formally invited to go do this while these two goblins suddenly do a jig. Um, and uh, Kalari says, So, are you good to go? Um, need uh, anything I else? Think, or I think, yeah, I don't need anything else. I have this hammer and it can it can sure do damage. And uh, that's that's good, you might need it. Um, sounds like whatever is going on down there, it's not fun. Um, well, the hole's right there. And uh, the three of you sort of stand there, peering down into this pit, before you descend uh, through the darkness and sludge uh, of the sewers to enter the Ashen Ossuary. LGBTQIA Actual Play Podcast Network. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.